day on Striving Double Feature Presents a very special Thanksgiving episode of Howling 2 and 7-2, episode 30. I'm Dan, I'm your host. That's a bit of a lie, but this episode is coming out around Thanksgiving 2021 for our U.S. listeners and everyone else. I hope you're enjoying the end of November 2021 more than you were the end of uh, November 2020. this place before like we're driving around in circles of course it does you're driving <laughs> would you mind looking at the map yes dear wow she's even more beautiful than i thought they're getting hungry i didn't bring any food Einer kleiner Konditor, einer saßen sie zwei und brassen drei. I like the mix of the sexy werewolves sniffing one another with Red Brown letting loose dad jokes about women drivers. That's uh, that's that's kind of got its charming fun. And I like that uh, you, you get the um, uh, the guy who picked up the gal at the airport. They're, they're sort of in a big truck kind of thing, like almost like an, like an army truck. Like two guys in the front, like the back covered with like canvas kind of sort of kind of. Uh, and like there are werewolves in the back, we see them for a second, but only only briefly, and um, you know they're hungry. And then it's great because it immediately cuts to two butts in shorts, and you hear guys singing in German. It's like it's two guys, two guys. You know, one of them looks you know probably in his late forties, maybe early fifties. One of them, I don't know, you can't quite tell, but younger, walking along singing in German. They're you're picked up. They're going to get eaten. But the best moment about that is that what it reminded me of. It reminded me of. Um, the opening sequence of Jesus Franco's Oasis of the Zombies where you get the two women who have somehow wound up it's, it's one thing to be walking like along a forest road in Transylvania presumably not too far from where everything is although they don't have any these guys don't have any backpacks or anything like that as they're walking so it's sort of like hmm guys okay now I'm just I'm just taking a quick look to see them here there they are and oh look at them and they're what the hell one of them has a backpack, the other one doesn't. And um, one of them could be, what is his name, Franz from the uh, Great British Bake Off that's happening right now? The German guy? Maybe that is, maybe that's a young Franz. Um, is that his name? You know, it's one thing in like, uh, yeah, to be walking down a foresty road not too far from wherever Transylvania downtown is. And But it's another to be like where these these two gals in their jeep winding up in the middle of the desert and getting attacked by zombies of the oasis. But there's a shot in there where the two of them are wearing short shorts and Jess Franco lingers on the behinds in the shorts for a while. And that's how this, and the moment it starts, I'm like, hey, butts, and oh, some guys, so we got a little everything. We got a little everything. In the previous minute, we had a lady with a lovely lady with a very low-cut front. Now we're getting a couple German boys, a couple Teutonic cheeks, a, a pair of Teutonic cheeks. No, wait, that would be a double pair of. No, that would be that would be a that would be a double pair, a pair of Teutonic, a pair of Teutonic wobblers, trouser hams. 
I don't know what you'd call them, but yeah, so <coughs> presumably these guys are going to get eaten uh, by werewolves and killed in a few minutes. I wonder, do they eat the flesh? Do they eat them up? Do they just drink the blood? I guess maybe we'll see. Or, since we're watching Holly 2, maybe we won't see. Who knows? But yeah, we get a brief scene with a, with a, uh, Jenny and Red Brown and uh, Stefan, uh, Christopher Lee sleeping in the back of them driving. And it does kind of look like they're driving around in circles. I'm not sure exactly how they're doing that. Because um, they're not like in the middle of a town or anything. They're, they look like they're on the edge of like, you know, sort, sort of where this the, the, the werewolf truck is. Like if you look um, on, on the other side of their, their vehicle, it kind of slopes down. They're clearly going uphill towards something or, or on the side of a mountain or, or something like that. So so that's what's happening. And Red Brown's making jokes. I love that he's keeping it calm and keeping it casual, making jokes about um, her bad driving. Uh, why, did, why didn't they have the map out in the first place? Did they just... Just get the car that way. Just go that way. Just drive. That always likes... That that reminds me of um, like I have so many dreams. Oh, I had so many dreams. Maybe not lately, but where I'd like I'd like wind up um in a car. Or I'd wind up somewhere. Or you wind up at like school, like college, and you're like, all right, let me go to my first class. And you're like, I don't know what my first class is. So you're running around trying to find your first class, but you should have a little map or a little schedule that tells you where you're supposed to be going. But you're not. You don't have it. And, and, you know, or you're driving and you're like, oh, right, I'm driving. And then you're lost. You're like, why didn't I bring out the map? And then you bring out the map. Here's the thing. If you're, if you're, <coughs> if you're in Transylvania, pardon me, if you're in Transylvania and you've never been there before. Well, first off, I would say, Stefan, you stay awake. Presumably Stefan has been here before. So why isn't he awake guiding them? Shouldn't he be? Um, but if he's going to be asleep and you're lost in the middle and you're literally on like these winding mountain roads and i don't see street signs i don't see cross streets i just see winding mountain roads and woods is pulling out the map going to do that much good i mean it's it's one thing to grab your thomas guide back in the day if you lived in la find the nearest cross street find the cross street reference within the thomas guide and then you can get yourself where you need to go relatively quickly um get yourself unlost but somewhere like here it wouldn't wouldn't that be like if if someone like offered you a maze, uh, offered you a map at the beginning of like a garden maze kind of thing, and you didn't look at it until you were halfway through the maze. All right, now where are we? It just seems like you might be too lost at this point. Who knows? But regardless, uh, howling um, howling to our good guys will get there eventually, and the bad guys, if the werewolves are really the bad guys, are about to eat a couple Germans, Ed Bagley Jr. and Franz from. Great British Bake Off. So let me uh, let me uh, play the next minute of Howling, New Moon Rising. I think I don't remember what we were doing. I remember um, Cheryl and and um, Clive Turner. There, Ted had a chat. I think we're 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 probably going to get a little more. Um... Oh no, no, we were at the end of the Howling. Yes, Howling Five. I apologize. We're at the end of Howling Five, and I think she chose wrong. Pfft. Listen to this. The wrong one. It's quite a bit to absorb, John. Why don't we just kind of take a break and get a little fresh air? Don't understand why he sent that drunk Davis here. He could have blown my cover. Seemed crazy to me. Luckily, he's gone. I don't know. 
Okay, bye. It's a minute where there's a lot going on, or maybe there isn't a lot going on. We do get to the end of the Howling 5 wrap-up. And yes, indeed, spoilers for everyone who's never seen Howling 5. She has to make a choice between who she thinks is the werewolf and who isn't. And she picks the wrong one. I actually forget what happens after that. I want to say the two of them escape. And then you learn at the last moment that she shot the wrong one. But it could have also been that she was the one... And she, I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember being decent, though. So if you have a chance, give Halloween 5 a watch. Uh, then, then um, I mean, let's not go into the timeline again of how long the uh, the priest and the policeman have been talking, to having this story told to him. I mean, do, I mean if, if he goes in there to investigate a dead body found out in the middle of the desert, a skeleton found out in the middle of the desert with a picture of a woman next to it, does he expect three days of exposition regarding it from the priest he goes to talk to? I don't know, but that's what he's getting, or at least two days. Uh, so you, know, you never quite know. And the rest of the menu has Ted on the phone. Phone booth on the side of the sort of motel, hotel area. And uh, he leaves a little card. How does he leave the card? He's, he's looking at the card when he makes the phone call. And then when he leaves the phone booth, I mean, the, it's... Uh, <laughs> So let's do this. Let's do this. So let's see. He uh, So 29 minutes and 15 seconds. He's in the phone booth. He looks down at the card. He types in the phone call. He has a 29.15. He leaves the phone booth. 29.41. So he's in the phone booth there for 25 seconds. And he forgets to take the flipping card that says Alpha Production Catherine. Is it Anne Little? Liddell? I think that's what it says. Catherine Ann Liddell. Well, we know because... Uh, Catherine Rose, I'm sorry. It's tough to... My, my copy is tough to read um, uh, when you um, uh, see it uh, with Ted. But when the person... Uh, someone comes by, like literally like 10 seconds after... Less than 10 seconds after after Ted leaves, someone is there and grabs the card. It's 213. 213, that puts them in uh, like downtown LA area. And 555, that means it's a fake number. Uh, and Alpha Productions, Catherine Rose Liddell, and that's presumably who Ted was speaking to about why did you send that idiot? And of course the question is, why Why did this person send that idiot? If he's supposed to be there undercover, why was that idiot sent? I don't know if we'll get that question answered. Uh, but we do at the end of the minute, we see uh, a woman's hand, or uh, the hand of someone who's manicured like a woman, um, setting uh, like a cordless phone down on what looks like a kitchen table. Presumably, that's Catherine Rose Liddell. The name is familiar, I think, but we'll find out more later. And the funny thing is, um, if yeah, if th- that person's who I think it is, we'll find out in the next minute. Then we could have a, n- a link to another Howling film. One, one, one we've mentioned. One we have—that's me tapping my chair. One we haven't mentioned yet. Because we mentioned Howling 6, that was the carnival stuff, and then Howling 5, that was the castle stuff. So now we're going to go hit on another one. And you can probably guess which one it is if you've watched the movies in order, because one of them sort of reboots it, as it were. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just weird to me that he, he enters there, takes the card out of his pocket or his wallet, sets it down, dials the number, has a chat on the phone that is probably 20 seconds. 
and then forgets to bring the card with him. What? Unless he meant to leave the card there. We'll see. I think you can see who it is who finds the card. Um, you can see a brief image of sort of a gray mullet kind of almost sort of thing. So it's that one woman. I think it's that one woman who, who didn't like that Ted was dancing with that other lady. Oh, you don't even know Ted. Ah, I don't have to know him. No, I don't like him or whatever it is. I think that's her. But don't quote me on that. And uh, when, when Ted is on the phone, of course, clearly... Um, the way he's holding the phone, the way Clive Turner is holding the phone, the receiver, he's covering up his mouth. That's so they don't have to shoot the shot with sound and they can dub in the sound later on. And he does put, he's got a ton of hair, long hair, red, long red hair. And he puts the phone receiver against his hair with his ear, is like his, his, there's the receiver, his hair, and then the phone. Wouldn't you put the receiver under the, I don't know, I've never had hair that long. Wouldn't you put the receiver under the hair, so you can hear better? I don't know. Maybe Alpha Productions has the best phone lines around. Maybe Barstow has the best phone lines around. I don't know. It's an alternately puzzling and also fun minute. And also like, Ted, why did you leave that there unless you meant to, of course. It's funny, before I saw the name Catherine Rose Liddell, I, I didn't realize you could see it clearly at the end. So the moment I saw it and Ted walked away from it, I kept pausing on it. I was like, catering, road... Ladle, Lindel, catering, no, catering, Rand, Larned, Kranken, Kanken, Catherine Rose Liddell. Now I got it. Presumably the lady on the phone. So that was this minute. Yes, we know that Ted's kind of up to something shady. Ted's apparently up to something a bit shady there, and we might find out what that is soon. So the people who think he's up to something shady are absolutely correct. They are, he is, they are, we are. Shadiness abounds. So that's the end of minute 30 of this. We haven't had much werewolf action in this, but um, I'm having a good time. huh? I hope you are too. Yeah, and the minute, uh, I'm just checking how the minute, uh, yeah, the minute ends with the lady tapping her finger and then hanging up the phone, or, or setting the phone down. And yeah, that's it. So we'll see. Um, we will go on there. And again, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you're all well. And um, I will talk to you for minute 31. We'll head into the... Uh, the second third of the episodes. Here we go. Bop, bop.